Welcome to the Autonomous Vehicle Daily Tech Podcast. My name is Hassan Akram. I am the host of the Autonomous Vehicle Safety and Security Podcast. This is my second podcast. And in this podcast, we will be broadcasting focused discussion on technical subject matter. Enjoy the podcast and thank you so much for listening. Now, ISO 2144 has much broader scope than the bullet points I've written here. And obviously, within an hour or so, I'm not going to cover the entire standard. I have cherry-picked some of the aspects that I found interesting to discuss with and uh, discuss about. And this is what I'm going to discuss today. We'll have a look. How does the document look like? You know, how, what's the structure of the document? What are the contents in there? This is what we're going to have a look. We're going to look at the synergies with other standards. That's very important because this is where I see my clients are asking me uh, questions. Look, we have an existing process that's based on ASPICE or we have an existing process that is based on ISO 26262. Uh, this is another new standard. We have to develop a process. How do we do that? So we have to look at the synergies with other standards. In my opinion, where we will need a massive amount of re-engineering is the interfaces in the supply chain. How does the supply chain work? And what are the interfaces? And will our traditional interfaces help? These are the questions that we'll be asking here. Then we definitely are gonna look how we define cybersecurity goals and how do we trickle down requirements from them? Another interesting topic. Finally, we'll look at cybersecurity risk assessment. How do we assess risks in cybersecurity? The standard goes beyond these topics. Like I said, I cherry-picked them, but I think these points are very interesting and worth discussing about. Now let's start with the document structure. These are the chapters and the, the sections of the current version of the draft. Let's have a look at them. Let's zoom in a little bit and have a look. So, I mean, before chapter five, it's uh, all, you know, glossaries and stuff. Chapter five starts with the governance, cybersecurity management, the first aspect, the first building block that I was talking about. And what does that entail? It entails from security governance all the way to information security management, tool management and everything. I think this, this part is very important because this is where the policy and the criteria will be defined that this is this much of security we want to implement in our vehicle and this much of risk we are willing to take and this is how we'll manage our entire security life cycle. So that's very important. We're gonna, we're gonna see that when it comes to security, life cycle management is very, very important because unlike our traditional way of developing in automotive where we have and SOP where we certify the code and we freeze the code, this is gonna be much more different because we will have to keep shipping patches. And I'll come back to this point once we are uh, talking in detail about it. Chapter six is about project management. This is similar to your ASPICE or ISO 26262 project management where you define the roles and the responsibility, you have a plan, you define the activities, you make sure you reuse stuff and so on. So I could well imagine that this is where your assessor will come and give you an assessment based on some criteria to certify 
your cybersecurity related product. Chapter seven is very important. This is exactly what I was talking about when I was talking about organizational culture and organizational policy. And I mentioned that unlike traditional way of developing, this is where things will be different. You will have to continuously monitor security. You'll have to assess the events. You have to analyze the vulnerabilities and so on. So this is where continuous cybersecurity activities will be defined. Finally, the risk management is one of the major chapter in the standard. And I think this is what we are gonna talk a little bit in details. We're gonna dive deep into this. How do you identify assets? How do you identify the potential damages and the impacts that can, that can be due to a certain threat on certain assets and so on? This is where you will quantify the risks. And a lot of people were asking about if they can put a probabilistic number on risks or attacks. I understand them that they're coming from functional safety where we work with probability, but there is no probability for attack. Attack is not a probabilistic event. Again, I'm gonna come back to this and talk in detail about it. Then comes to the concept phase. This is where you define the concept and cybersecurity goals based on the attacks and the damages, the impacts that you have identified in the previous phase of the development cycle. And you come up with cybersecurity concepts, something similar to your functional safety concept in the concept phase. And then in the product development phase, you trickle down requirements of cybersecurity and design a secured architecture. Then comes the verification and validation part in chapter 11, and which is very important. And in today's talk, I haven't included anything that relates to validation because validation is a vast part of the standard and security activities itself. I think we will do another meetup, another session where I will only focus on validation. So today, we're not gonna talk about validation. And what happens afterwards, post-development? Like I mentioned in the, in the beginning, that post-development is very important. Security activities does not end here. It goes beyond the development phase because of the incidences, because of zero-day exploits, vulnerabilities. We have to ship updates. We have to keep shipping updates and so on. And finally, chapter 14 mentions decommissioning because like every other product, we gave the example of Windows yesterday that at one point Microsoft said, hey, we will not give, be giving any more patches and supports for this version of Windows anymore. Similarly, in automotive, we have to have a decommissioning. We have to say at one point that this is the end of support. The chapter currently says that is out of scope and this chapter is pretty much empty. So the standard does not cover decommissioning. Finally, in chapter 15, we talk about distributed cybersecurity activities. What does that mean? It means in the automotive supply chain, we have many suppliers, tier one, tier two, and so on. It is very important to have a commonly defined interface. So how do you evaluate the supplier capability and so on? How do you request for a quotation? How do you align responsibilities? This is similar to your DIA that you do in ISO 26262.